2: our first guest here today uh that's Deirdre Rubchich right. right you're sta- you're staying very active right that's staying very on brand yeah absolutely from what I've uh I've read and uh we'll, we'll ask you about it for sure tennis and pickleball and, and biking yeah uh, among other things which is awesome and a surprising trend something that I wasn't uh wasn't prepared for and is very inspiring to hear from from patients like you and others who continue to do that uh why don't you tell us about Uh, Well, obviously, your involvement with Dana-Farber and the Jimmy Fund, and specifically something, when we say we're raising money, I I think that's this intangible thing, and I've been saying this the last day or so, where people wonder where that money goes. And I think you know some of these clinical trials that I know you've been able to uh, partake in, um, I think is an important, very, very important piece among all the the, the funds that are raised. I think it's an important piece, uh, an important goal for what we're shooting for. So your experience with... Uh, your immunotherapy clinical trial that you went through
3: well it's been wonderful um some of the funding is going to dr Gobriel's clinical trial for um, immunotherapy it's called uh and um so i go once a month and basically it's uh, you know enlisting my own immune system to fight the cancer cells and it's been working great
0: And doctor, I I was looking at a little bit about the study that you're doing, and I read that it's a patient empowering observational study. So can you explain just what that means? What makes it patient empowering? Yeah, and I think what's important here is we're treating before cancer has symptoms. So unlike all other cancers where we wait for people to have symptoms and then they come and see us at Dana-Farber, we're changing completely the way we think. We're actually saying let's find it early and let's potentially treat it or intercept it early before it even becomes symptomatic and one of the trials we're doing is this immunotherapy trial and we're trying to make sure that we prevent cancer before it happens we have other observational studies where we're just checking on how people are doing who do not need treatment to understand better who will progress and who will not progress in their lifetime because we don't want to over-treat or under-treat certain people who don't need the treatment yet.
2: What are the different kinds of treatment? How do the treatments differ from someone in her position as opposed to some of your other uh, patients?
0: Yeah, so for example, multiple myeloma, when it happens, it has fractures of the bones, it has anemia, it has actual symptoms. And what we're doing is we're diagnosing it early before myeloma happens and we're treating it early by immunotherapy, meaning you use your own immune system against the cancer cells, and you're not using chemotherapy. And that makes a huge difference. We're not doing transplant. We're not doing the typical things we do for myeloma.
2: Immunotherapy, I think, uh, is... Something that we've heard a lot, uh, obviously, over the uh, the last day. Now um, we know that the chemotherapy treatment and radiation, things like that, can be very uh, difficult and trying. Um, immunotherapy, how's that sort of go for the patient? How's the uh, how's the physical toll that that takes?
0: It's it's amazing. Again, yes, everything could potentially have side effects, but here you're using your own immune system, your own T cells, to kill your own cancer cells without actually giving any chemotherapy. So yes, there are some side effects, but compared to many other things, it's very different and very tolerable. And you can see you can have fun, play, uh, you know, tennis, do everything you want and live your life without having to think of the symptoms and the problems. Now,
2: Deirdre, who yeah. is who my mistake? Now, who is with you here today? This
3: is my husband, Mark.
2: Mark. Yep. Okay. So how how did you guys, because you're the first person I believe that we've talked to today. Um, and Mego maybe in the past, uh, this has come up. I heard, you know, Gresham Fourier do this and Greg as well. But I'm always very curious to know how people from out of state, uh, right? You're in California in Walnut Creek. Yeah. How do you become aware of Dana-Farber and, and the Jimmy Fund?
3: So um, I started looking at uh, smoldering multiple myeloma, which is what I have, and um, doing research on um, you know, what has been done in the field. And Dr. Gobriel's uh, name has come up several times because they have a center for uh, prevention of progression of multiple myeloma uh, precursor. Uh, disorders, which is what I have. So her name came up right away. And, um, you know, we came out for a visit last July. And then I started treatment one month later.
0: So uh, it sounds like it was very early, early, early stages for you. And I understand it came from uh, having a a low count of white blood cells. Did you have any symptoms or was this just kind of a routine checkup that you were going through some blood work and, and you got flagged for that low white blood cell count. Yeah.
3: So I went to a new physician and, uh, they said, let's do a physical. So I went for routine uh, lab work and sure enough, the low white blood cell count
0: came up. Did you think back as anything like, Oh, I've been feeling this way or that, or was it really just blindsiding you?
3: Um, so I was feeling some fatigue, but you know, I'm you know, I work and play tennis and have a family and do all these things, so it seemed, like, natural to feel a little tired at the end of the day. Um, so not really. I didn't have um, a lot of symptoms.
2: Now, Mark, for you, and this is something that uh, we're going to talk to Lisa Sherber from the Jimmy Fund during uh, the the Red Sox pregame show. This is something that I think is, is unique and special with uh, Dana-Farber and the Jimmy Fund where, you know, it's really uh, – the whole family is involved in the treatment and the planning. And I guess what was your experience as uh, someone who has a spouse going through this at the Jimmy Fund?
4: Yeah. Um, uh, it was a surprise at first, you know, when Deirdre had gone and had the white blood cell, uh, cell count indicate this. And then, um, she went deeper with the doctor, went to a hematologist and uh, pushed for more testing. And under the today's current standard of care, the answer is come back in six months and we'll check you again. Oh, no. And if you know anything about Deirdre, she's not going to sit I'll around wait and wait six months. months. <laughs> yeah. No, and so she immediately hit the hit the books and found Dr. Gobriel and Dana Farber and recognized this opportunity for this particular um, trial um, as a you know something that is new and never been done before. Patient number one here. Um, and it's been fantastic. I mean, you know, travel and all that stuff is a little tough, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. No, but it's been a really positive experience. And again,
2: and you hear patient one. I mean, this is again, this is what a lot of this money is raised for at eight seven 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 three eight one two three four toll free, Jimmyfund dot org. You can also text K Cancer to two zero two 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 to donate twenty five dollars. We've been telling you here for the last you know uh, uh, thirty six hours, whatever it's been. Uh, pickleball. You've recently gotten into pickleball.
3: Yeah, we've taken lessons. Both of you.
2: Okay. Together, I mean, me and me and Mego played one time. Me and Mego played we one play time. Here. We here. We actually did play here at oh, Fenway really? Park. We played yes. one time. I don't want to name any names about who was uh, uh, moving around a little better and <laughs> who had more skills. I don't. Want, I don't want to name any names. But we have we have played one time. So maybe uh, maybe maybe doubles at something. Yeah, sounds maybe. good. Maybe sounds we'll good. We'll, uh, we'll see. And you're tennis fans as well.
3: Yeah. You yeah. follow the we, U.S. Open? Yeah, absolutely. It's been great. Who
2: do you pull for?
3: Oh gosh, so many um, so many people. Wozniacki. He's yeah. back in the game, so we're excited about She's watching back. her play. back. I saw it did not go yep. well for
2: Venus the other night. I saw Venus had a uh, had a rough go of it the other night. Uh, but I'm a yeah. tennis fan as well, so that's uh, that's good to hear. Uh, again, uh, we encourage you to to dial in. Toll free. We want to get that number over three million here. We want to do it before Red Sox baseball gets rolling. Uh, and of course, keep it going throughout the day. Eight seven 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 three eight one two three four 738 dot org. Text K cancer to two zero two 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 to donate twenty five dollars. Uh, Dear Jarubcic. Mark, uh, also Dr. Gobriel, we appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing your story.
3: Thank you. you. Thanks for having us.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?